0: This bonus story, something new we're trying, is fan-written, and thus as always is unofficial fan content permitted under the Wizard of the Coast fan content policy. As a fan-written story, it is not canon to our usual work, but uh, frankly this one's so good it probably should be anyway. This story featured the voice talents of Tsukino Kage, Junonis, and myself. And now, Voice of All presents interview with a devil by andrew weisel you really can't find one nice thing to say
1: his voice was smooth like avenue chocolate the kind of chocolate that liquefies on your tongue the chocolate of the aristocracy he might even be mistaken for an aristocrat if you glance fast enough the leather work in his boots was impeccable His brick-red waistcoat was colored with the highest quality Nephalian dyes. Few commoners could afford jackets with that many lapels. It's not me, Mr... Tybalt. Mr. Tybalt.
0: Just Tybalt.
1: Chocolate turned to acid. As I was saying, Tybalt, it's not me without the nice things to say. I've interviewed dozens of Nephalians. They all tell the same stories. Torture, suffering, wounds that never heal.
0: Oh, that's all just hearsay.
1: So you're denying such allegations? A smirk crawled across his face like a spider.
0: I would just prefer them to tell the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, Avison.
1: He folded his hands in false prayer. I shouldn't expect any less from this man. Could he still be called a man? That doubt convinced me that he was capable of such blasphemous acts.
0: You see, such words don't... Capture the essence of my work. Torture is such a hollow word. School children torture one another. Literal child's play. I can break your very soul.
1: Tybalt's clawed finger slithered towards the dagger he kept lashed to his hip. He watched my eyes widen, suffocating the blade with my focus.
0: You're afraid?
1: Nonsense.
0: It's written all over you. Your knuckles are pale, gripping your pen. Your other knuckles are pale, gripping nothing. Your brow is glossed with sweat. Your nostrils are flared to increase the flow of oxygen to your lungs because your entire being is preparing to fight to the death. All because I fondled the hilt of my little blade. So what's your point? That you scare people? No. My point is that I don't have to.
1: Tybalt relaxed in his chair as if nothing had happened. He smiled with such jollity that he might as well have just downed a cask of ale.
0: Why were the people of Thraben afraid of Grizzlebrand?
1: I think that is a fairly obvious answer. But is it?
0: Think about it. That bastard was locked away in the hell vault. Most people didn't even know what he looked like. And yet his name made Cathars crumble with dread. Do you know how many of Avicen's cathars I have broken?
1: My mouth opened to respond, but it was clear Tybalt was going to carry on this conversation without me.
0: Sixty-six! Everyone claimed that the Archangel's power gave them an unyielding spirit. Their minds and hearts were tatters when I finished with them.
1: My face spoke for my soul.
0: You think me a monster.
1: Yes, Tybalt, I do.
0: (laughs) Not monster enough. Excuse me? Where is the fear inside you? You tremble, yet you speak my name as if I was merely a butcher of swine.
1: You are a swine of a butcher.
0: And now you mock! Do you know what true horror is? It is a prison that people lock themselves away in, willingly throwing away the key. I don't scare people. They scare themselves. The fear wells up in their hearts and erupts in a chorus of screams. I free them from their shackles so that they may gaze upon the darkest corners of their souls. I...
1: I'm a liberator. Your victims are hardly what I'd call liberated. They cower in the shadows, still shackled by the very fear you claim to eradicate. Tybalt rose to his feet, pacing around as he whipped himself into a frenzy.
0: Oh, how very wrong you are. Go into town. People still won't voice Grizzlebrand's name. The demon is dead, yet he still wields power over the weak. I seek to erase Grizzlebrand from their sheepish hearts. They shall no longer be brought to tears by the beasts of the night. No, they should cast out their fears so that I may take their place.
1: He was practically prancing around the room now, coattails aflutter as he twirled and leaped in glee.
0: The fact that you speak my name is evidence that I am not yet finished my great work. So long as my name tickles the fleshy tongues of the townsfolk, I will not be finished. My name should be caged by their teeth, the torment that they cannot bear to acknowledge, lest they whisper Tybalt and conjure me to their side. When storms roll in from the Cape, I want those pathetic cretins to see my face in the clouds and run for their little homes with their little children and cry and cry and cry.
1: So that's why you sought me out? To get me to spread stories of your despicable acts? To sow terror in all of Innistrad? Tybalt froze. His maniacal dance halted mid-waltz.
0: Well, when you put it that way, it sounds so... vain.
1: You don't seem like a stranger to vanity.
0: Oh, I suppose that's true.
1: He meandered back towards his chair, flopping like a rag doll into its arms.
0: You know, you don't scare as easily as I thought you would.
1: I've seen my share of catastrophes
0: over the last few years. Oh, but the real catastrophe happened long ago, didn't it? You see, ever since I sat down with you, I've had a spell working on unraveling your memories. It was so cold that night. Your cute little butter nose was almost frozen. How did you know? It was her first transformation. You went out with your brother to gather mushrooms for dinner. She made the most delicious mushroom soup, your mother.
1: Don't you dare...
0: It wasn't the claws or fangs that scared you most. It wasn't even her cold, soulless eyes, those empty animal eyes that erase the humanity from a lycanthrope's face. The heat of her panting on your face put you over the edge. Better to freeze to death in the Kessig wilderness than to be swaddled in the breath of your monster of a mother your brother's blood thawing on your frigid face. The inferno that erupted when your father turned murderer through his torch at her. They told you that he had come in the nick of time, but you knew that those were empty words.
1: I jumped as Tybalt's smoldering breath strangled my neck. When had he gotten behind me?
0: You wish he was a few moments slower so that you would have been slaughtered too. <laughs> Salvation is a burden too heavy to bear, isn't it?
1: His nails plowed my skin. Trickles of blood boiled on my skin. I opened my mouth to scream, but only summoned silence. My feet were burning. I writhed, but his lithe fingers held me down like iron manacles. The heat welled up inside me, threatening to drown me if I dared take a breath. And then it was over. I don't know how many hours it took for them to find me. The angel had crashed through my roof, a waning moon snickering down at me. Her touch was soft but cold. I was drenched with sweat. An inquisitor knelt beside the angel, silver armor glittering in the night. You are lucky to be alive. I've heard this Tybalt fellow can be quite brutal. The angel cast a healing spell over my wounds, the convalescence warming my skin. The sensation was maddening. My screeches informed the inquisitor just how wrong he was. I had met the fiend blooded, and I had been broken.